Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast. I am, oh, yeah, I am Luke Owen. Man, I've got to do the intro to this show now. It's so hot in this room because the sun is shining through. <laughs> I am Luke Owen and I'm joined by the hardest working person in all of sports infotainment, Denise Salcedo. How's it going, Denise? Good. I see, oh my gosh, we're both <laughs> today. All right, let's start one more time. I'm sorry. No, wait, I mean, I'm not, I'm not editing this, Denise. Oh, you're Staying not editing this? Of, okay, okay. All right, we're not starting one more time. Hello there. I'm sorry. I'm a little off my game today. Oh, me, you and me both, bud. Um, but yeah, let's get into the show itself. We've got a packed old show. We're joined by Stephen Larson from Going In Raw, and they're going to be talking, or we're all going to be talking about why WWE so repetitive. And then we're joined by EC3 to promote Ring of Honor's Best in the World this week. And here is the show. Why is WWE so repetitive and all of the rematches and blandness and all of that good stuff? We're going to have a big roundtable discussion here because I am Luke and I'm, of course, joined by the hardest working person in all of sports infotainment, Denise Salcedo. And this week, our special guest, the friend, I mean, I was going to call you the friendos from Going In Raw, but really... It's the Quizzlemania Tag Team Champion, woo, woo, Steve woo, and Larson woo. of Going In Raw, yeah, Friendos, Church of, Church of Friendos represent. Good morning to you, fellas. Good, Good morning. morning, Luke. How are you doing? I'm doing very, very well. Thank you very much. I've got an excellent weekend planned ahead of me. I'm going to see my brother this weekend. We're oh. going to play a buttload of board games, go in the sea, and England are in the European Championships finals on Sunday. Woo-hoo! Everything's coming up. Luke, Luke, I've got a little piece of Quizlemania trivia for you. Oh. Oh, yeah. Do you know what happened two years ago, a week from today? Is it the first time that you and I did a show together? You got that right. 
Yes. Yeah. yeah it was, it's been two years since we've been on, on that when we did the co host of your, your show, your podcast. Oh, man. That was so much fun. That was a really good day because we went to the pub afterwards and we had some drinks. Oh, what a great I know. It was so cool. Weather. Yeah, it was it was it was oh. wonderful. I got to I got to experience how sweaty it is at the Wrestle Talk office. Are you guys still are you I mean obviously you're not there right now. Are you guys still when are you guys getting back to the office or when is, is that happening? It is going to be happening soon enough. Yeah, like all the restrictions in the UK are being lifted like in a couple of weeks time. Mm-hmm. So I think we may be like planning to get back together again at some point soon. Like we'll try cool. and do it as sensibly as possible. So it might just be me and Ollie going to do the live shows. Mm-hmm. But me and Denise will still be doing this show remotely because Unfortunately, uh, I can't join you in studio no matter how hard we try. <laughs> That'd be quite a commute for you, wouldn't it? Yeah. It a little would. Bit. You know, I have to wake up a little extra early to make it to the show. And it's bad enough that I get her up at 8 a.m. to do this show. For reals. For reals. <laughs> yeah, it's not easy. Uh, friendos, yeah. thank you so much for coming on to uh, the show this week. Um, I actually kind of wanted to sort of open this out to you guys first because you you sort of both made headlines a couple of weeks ago <laughs> when you decided that you weren't going to be doing Raw after shows anymore because you like you but crucially you still do review raw still do still review, review it. do actually review raw yeah that detail is kind of lost yeah <laughs> i didn't realize that yeah we had sort of an escape closet because like number one it was it was it was a very innocuous thing like we, I, we were watching raw and i think i just shot larson a text like hey let's start doing this the next day because like I'm, i can feel a headache coming on three hours of this repetitive yeah. crap is just it's not gonna work anymore and i, I don't want to be like we put ourselves in a position where we don't have to be miserable if we don't want to be miserable. And so I'm like, look, if our entire business model hinges on us doing raw after the fact, like that night, then we probably should find a different business to, 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 to have. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, so I just texted him. He was like, yeah, that's how that's cool. That's good. And so just as a programming note to let people know, like I put, I clipped it and I put it on Twitter. Uh, like the, the, uh, when we talked about it, wait, what clip did I put on there? It was yeah, it was it was what we said. Hey, we're not going to do the raw reviews. Oh, because right we yeah, anymore. because we decided to start doing it next week. That's right. Yeah, we yeah, did the following week night that night, the following day, and then you know, I think it was the the title of the clip was something like "We're, we're not doing with, it anymore." We're tapping we're out on raw. Monday nights. That's what it was. Yeah, and everybody picked it up as the podcast named after Monday Night Raw isn't reviewing Monday Night Raw anymore. And I was like, oh crap, we had that option. Like we could have just stopped. And people have been like, oh, that's like, we would have been some martyrs. That would have been like, like a seismic yeah, shift in the yeah, I know. YouTube wrestling Like this big you know? protest is happening. I'm like, no, it's just waiting 12 hours to do it. But uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad it got picked up by a lot of people saying, oh, yeah, even them, you know, this is, they've gone too far with WWE. <laughs> even <laughs> even these guys are, are not doing it anymore. And it worked out for Sean and I. We took some of your viewers. Yeah, well, that's, you know. I, it's funny because, like, it's funny because I sort of, like, officially endorsed you guys yeah. as, yeah. like, you know, if you're gonna watch a review after Raw, then it should be Sean and Denise. Mm-hmm. But then I noticed a couple of other podcasts were like, hey, they're not doing it anymore. Come over and watch us. And I was like, no, 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 that's not official. You don't get my official endorsement. So we got officially approved. You should have like we should have like a little stamp in the intro, like improved by Stephen Larson. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. yeah. We should have negotiated that before we even we, decide. We should have been like, yeah, use that as leverage. Yeah. We should have, yeah, we should have had a bidding war for our endorsement. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> because like Sean was always like uh joking about on the raw podcast that that he did on the Fightful show. He's just like, man, this it's like a three-horse race now because fight we do our show on Fightful, Luke and Ollie do their show on Wrestle Talk, and it's Stephen Larson. But like was we 
don't do ours live after all because that would be like 6 a.m insane for us. yeah i, yeah, I, I ain't agree. doing that would yeah we do it like 3 p.m the following day um and then when you guys like I, tapped out even though you're still doing the review i took that as a big win and i'd be like huh, it's just me and you now fight come on <laughs> It's this whole pride thing. Everybody's going to be fighting to be the the last podcast standing. Yeah, <laughs> it was I, a battle of attrition yeah. for a bit. Cause I, I I think it was on the last Quizzle time Mania, Mania yeah. maybe that discussion came up, and I was like, oh, we're down to the last three. Well, I don't be the first one to quit. Yeah. Two weeks later, <laughs> I was fine <laughs> with it. I was to, I was like, I took that as, oh wait, everybody else is is like sane. Like we're the insane ones. I'm like, let's get out of here. Let's, you know, let's let's conform, man. So I'm still on the crazy boat. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Four hours of my life every <sighs> Monday are devoted to Raw because I watch right when it starts. Every, See how long does it take you to watch Raw now? I have I've made it like a, a thing, like a content, like a, a personal best to see how few minutes I can devote to Raw every week. So like I'll start it at 10 p.m. Pacific. And I'll try to wrap it up by like the goal is to get it done in two hours. So you take out the you fast forward through commercials and recaps. And I've got it down to like, I think last week was like an hour, 27 minutes. Amazing. So like, and, and wow. to be fair, sometimes we'll be reviewing it and I'll be like, okay, moving on. Next up, we got our truth. And Larson's like, whoa, wait a I'll second. My hand. Hold on. This was next. <laughs> yeah. You missed Gulak, uh, a Gulak promo backstage for the 24 7 <laughs> title i don't know if i missed it larson and steve just kind of goes oh okay well what happened <laughs> exactly and we get youtube comments they don't even watch the show i'm like you son of a bitch i do watch the show <laughs> them youtube comments they will find you they will find oh, something they will yeah. find something yeah so you watch like, you watch the show no you fat yeah fine you can get me on that one <laughs> so like you, you steve you were saying like you were getting headaches from watching the show like i remember like when you yeah. were, you made the announcement you were, you were like i'm getting raw headaches i'm texting last night i'm getting these raw headaches what was uh your breaking what was your breaking point it's your rock so, van damme entrance theme breaking for points. one for one thing the raw headache has actually become part of like our show's vocabulary yeah like we have used that yeah yeah we use that as sort of a measuring stick well i didn't get a raw headache this week like that became a thing. And that was my first, I think, sort of, I don't know, subconscious sign that like, okay, things aren't right here. And then uh, and then I think it was Shayna losing to Reggie. That's mm -hmm. what was the first that was the thing that I was like, uh no, 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 I don't want to do this anymore. That was wrong. It's just like, and I understood like what they were doing storyline-wise, but I was like, that was wrong. And so I think it was that. And then a couple segments later, I think we were in Charlotte Rhea territory or some sort of Charlotte territory where I was like, man, they're just really just cause this is I don't like this anymore. And then I started texting Larson. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. Was it the beat clock? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. That's actually a good point. Maybe it was the Nikki beat the clock stuff when I was like, this doesn't even make any sense. Yeah, that could have been it. Larson, have you had like a breaking point where it's made you like like what like was it because obviously steve texts you saying like let's not do this live any like not straight after the show did you have your own breaking point where it was like yeah that's a great idea no i mean it's I, it was kind of the inverse when we decided not to have an office anymore um i brought up steve and at first he was like no we kind of need an office and the what matter of like an hour later you text me no office gone yeah working from home yeah. full time now yeah um where like as I said, when I heard what well, we were down to the final three, uh, you know, 
teams covering Raw right after the show. I'm a competitive guy. I don't want to be the first one to quit, you know? Um, and then he texted me. I'm like, yeah, it's not really worth it for, you know, a, a weekly headache or the, the chance of getting a headache to sit here in this chair in front of this computer screen for three hours to watch the show and then another hour plus afterwards to do the recap and whatnot. That's a massive commitment. Now I get my Monday nights back with my family. You That's know, after, nice. after the kids go to bed, I can sit and watch Raw at a leisurely pace. If I'm tired at 10, guess what? I can go to bed, pick it up the rest of the rest of the morning. So he didn't so have I, to really twist my arm too much. So I think what we're, we're getting from all of this, because I don't watch the show live either. Denise, you really are the hardest working person in all the sports. Because yeah. yeah. Sean doesn't credit. watch it live either. Nope, like, he Sean doesn't. Waits for an Sean waits for an hour and a half into the show before he starts it, because then he can do what Steve does. Uh, you guys do and fast forward through commercials, fast forward through recap stuff. Mm-hmm. Denise, you're the only person here that watches that show from the very moment that it starts. <laughs> and you we know- used to, we used to, we used to be dying to watch that show back in like 98, 99, 2000. Like we used to be like, Oh man, I can't wait till, Oh, look at that. They got pyro. It's starting. And all those signs are great. And now it's like, Ugh. I use the commercials. I walk around. I get a snack. Good. <laughs> I Good. browse the internet. You live. I, I get ready. The commercials, that nice little three, so, three, four minute commercial break is my peace and san- sanity. Mm-hmm. But I yep. do, you know, live tweet during the show. And then I found out later on that somebody was stealing my tweets. They were copying oh. and pasting my tweets. Yeah. And what? I started thinking to myself here. And right now when you just brought it up and it lit a light bulb in my head where I was like, here I am sitting at 5 p.m. on my couch to watch Raw to put my little thoughts out there. And somebody is copying and pasting my tweets as their own. And then I was like, oh, well, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> That's rude. That's horrible. You're putting oh, in yeah. that work and they're just doing the copy and paste. And you need the to, hashtag. I need to you find somebody to copy and paste because I don't want to live. Yeah, just just copy and paste. Just like set like just hire an intern to copy and paste the tweets and there you go. Everybody will think you're watching live. Awesome. That's what a great idea. You're so chock full of good ideas. <laughs> that is a good idea. Write that one down. I mean, I'm writing it down now. <laughs> Both Raw and SmackDown have kind of seen like a big decrease in viewership. Like I know that people were talking about the Raw rating that came out this week is like, you know, it's one of the lowest ratings ever. And SmackDown didn't have a great rating either. I've got to feel that like the 4th of July weekend, which like 4th weekend, I don't know how you guys say it, but like how like that must have factored into all of this. But according to Andrew Zarian of Matman Podcast, like Stephanie McMahon went to a crisis meeting with uh with one of the networks we don't know which network it is my money would be fox uh andrew zarian said i don't know which network it was but somebody told me that steph had a meeting with one of the networks at the uh, at the end of the month for pitched ideas i don't know if this is a common thing or if it's thing uh, there's a regular thing but i know that networks are pitching ideas which sean had also reported over on fightful select that there's like fox and nbc have been talking about um like the usa you know crossovers with nascar like they, that that season idea where you would get points for winning matches and doing certain moves and things like that Uh, denise you and i have kind of talked about this briefly on this show previously but like do you think that the networks are slightly concerned about the ratings i would assume that they have to be right i mean like you've invested however much money you've invested and you don't necessarily want to see what you've invested your money and your time in promoting and all of that essentially go down the drain so it's honestly no surprise to me that you know whether it be fox or whether it be usa that obviously you know they're coming up with ways to um to get those ratings up if they weren't 
if they weren't, that would be a worse sign. Don't you think that the fact that, hey, the show's ratings are going down and we're not even trying to, you know, do anything about it. So I feel like, to be honest, I don't, for me, I don't necessarily take it as big of a deal as maybe some other people are making that they're trying to come up with ways to raise the ratings because that to me only seems like something that they should be doing and should have been doing for a long time. Now, whether those ideas are going to be great or not, that's a whole different story because we all know what happened with Raw Underground and the 24-7 Championship and you know whatever other wacky ideas they've come up with uh, in regards to that. But I mean, they should be coming up with ways to you know get the ratings up. Yeah, we uh, we joke about it on the show as well. But does everyone remember Raw Dark? Like when the third hour mm-hmm. was going to be like, yeah, did for about two that weeks. was only like one, yeah, one week or two weeks. Yeah, yeah. If I remember correctly, as well, that's where the twenty four seven title came from. Mm-hmm. It was like mm-hmm. it was introduced in that thing. Mick Foley came down to be like yep. the third hour of Raw's gonna Oh be yeah, you're right. Dark, yeah. They brought dark, the house lights down. So yeah. yeah, they brought the house lights down and everything. They've always got like these new ideas. I, I mean, you guys have talked about this on your show as well, but I wanted to kind of get your you know get your thoughts on this show about like this idea of doing the season with with points and and, and things like that. Go ahead, Larson. Um, I mean, it's one of those things. Until you see it, you can't really. I don't know. I can't. I don't really feel like I can form an opinion until I see what it, what it entails, and how well they follow through on it. Because they can have a brilliant idea with some, with some, you know, like uh, imagine like a extended G one type thing where it's a round robin thing. You get points not by not just by wins, but winning certain matches, and moves, and stuff. That could be interesting. But it could be like Raw Dark, where they do it for two weeks and decide, eh. And then it just kind of fizzles out, and that happens far too often at WWE, where they have a massive problem with follow through. Even with their good ideas, even with any idea, they have a massive problem with follow through. And, you know, like uh, 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 NBC Universal can pitch them the most fantastic, hey, do like something where it's based on the NFL season, it's playoffs, and there's wild cards and all this. Three weeks into it, they punt to keep the football analogy going um, and they just do something else. So it's, it's a larger problem within WB where maybe the 24 7 title idea was sound to begin with. And then it became strictly a comedy thing. Maybe if the follow through was a little bit better, it could be more interesting than what has what it has eventually evolved into. Yeah, every every idea they've had that we've seen since then, like we've mentioned, Raw Underground twenty four seven title, those are seeds of like a really good idea. They've they've got good concepts, um, and and like Larson said, they they, just, they don't know how to execute them. Um, like if Raw Underground was like basically kind of like a different kind of NXT type thing where you have like a set number of players. Larson, you're wiggling your pen. No, that's, that's what I remember when uh, they announced payback the week after SummerSlam. It was yeah. like right after Raw Underground debut. Like, oh, it'd be cool if they said, okay, this is the Raw Underground pay-per-view. We'll mm-hmm. have a tournament, tournament Raw Underground champion. Really establish Raw Underground as his own thing as opposed to a diversion that's going on the third hour of the show. But that I mean, the, cool. yeah, no, you're right. And and we and we talked about that. I think we even like power ranked possible like first champions for the Raw mm-hmm. Underground Championship. It's like mm-hmm. it, it they they come up with these I- ideas that like fans, you know, instantly start like, oh wow, wouldn't it be cool if? And then they just drop it. And I think the problem is, and it's it's not just big ideas, but obviously it's it's the details, it's the laziness in that you have situations where uh, uh, there's rematch after rematch after rematch stories just don't make much sense. They don't follow through all of a sudden you hear, Oh, Vince just thought that it would be funny to end it this way, as opposed to like logically end a storyline. I just feel like one of the core issues and it's been years now is that WWE, they're good at crafting moments 
like Kofi Mania. I mean, even going back further, Seth's cash in. There's there's all so, all so, sorts of moments that they're good at. It's that people really appreciate the details and like characters that act consistently with motivations that make sense. And that's so antithetical to what Vince McMahon knows as wrestling. That structurally is a much bigger problem than, oh, we don't have enough cool ideas like tournaments and, and titles and raw undergrounds. It's just there needs to be some through line with the stories. And if that's not there, we've seen this for years now. The viewers will continue to lack it to, to lose interest when Bob Roode is one person on NXT and then he shows up on main roster as like this weird lobotomized version of Bobby Roode that we saw in NXT. Why do I care? Like, what? why is this guy just smiling all the time? And what is his deal? And if you've been watching NXT, where did that guy go? It's just, mm -hmm. it's those little things that just turn you off. So we actually had, so we ran a competition recently um, where to ask people to put Russell Talk as one of their interests on Google Discover. And the prize of that is that Ollie and I did a video call with um, the person who won. And we did that yesterday. It was really awesome. We got to hang out with uh, a, a viewer for about half an hour or so. And we were just chatting away, chatting the breeze. And one of the things he said to us in that was like, what do you think that WWE can do to bridge that gap between main roster and NXT so that there's more connection? And I said, and I don't think Ollie was particularly on board with my idea. I said, Vince needs to be more involved with NXT. Because if Vince is across like NXT and he knows what's going on there, then he's like, that's you're using NXT for what it's there for, which is to foster ideas, to try things out and then put it up onto the main roster as opposed to NXT is its own world and the main roster is a different world. So if you have um, the same minds across all of it, or at least eyes across all of that, then there is going to be some cross-pollination and like guys and girls that are on NXT will then move on to the main roster. And it will, in theory, like, Denise, I don't know, like, do you think that kind of, that would work? No. And here's the reason why. <laughs> it would work if it was either one of us and we're all, you know, open to, you know, maybe taking ideas from some other person or, you know, at least collaborating in that sort of way. I just personally can't, I'm assuming your idea would require Vince to essentially, you know, take in what they are already doing on NXT and, you know, like you said, incorporate from that. Is that, is that essentially what you're yeah. pitching? So like, well, okay. It's like Steve was saying, like Bobby Roode is one character in NXT and then you, that character's worked, you then move that character onto the main roster as opposed to he is a wrestling man. And we're just going to use that wrestling man on this show, but he's now a new character. Right. So based on the qualities that from the stories and, you know, interviews and countless things that have been said about Vince, I don't necessarily see that as a quality where he might be like, hey, you know what? Like, I'm going to totally, you know, this is working. The people love it and I'm open to it. If it's not something that I think he genuinely likes, I don't think he's going to want to like incorporate that like i just feel like yeah maybe pitching an idea that's one thing but i can't imagine him essentially going and like trying to shadow and trying to you know again take some ideas from nxt into you know raw and smackdown i just feel like it it, it wouldn't it doesn't seem like a quality of his am i wrong here steven larson am I, am I, like larson I'm sure am i wrong here I mean, it would certainly help if Vince watched NXT, if nothing else, Thank whether you. he's involved or not. I mean, not to say, even my worry would be that even if Vince was, there's two things. If Vince was involved in NXT, NXT would not be as good. You know, if he was actively involved in it, that's one downside. The other, I just because he's in, involved in NXT and might get invested in these characters, he might think, well, NXT is this very specific thing. I don't know once Triple H compared main roster like top 40 music, NXT is the underground band you like. 
And yeah, if Vince came over. He it might be NXT might become the underground band you like to sign to the major label and maybe chart it in the lower uh, reaches of the charts. Um, you get a little main roster feel to NXT potentially. It's all speculation, of course. But you know, if Vince thinks okay, NXT is this niche thing. The, for example, Bob Roode. So Bob Roode was a, 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 a tactician in NXT, a really interesting one. I really liked his character in NXT. But if Vince thinks, all right, Bob Roode, even if he's involved in NXT, Bob Roode, I think if he's this on the main roster, that could lead to more to him. That could lead to a push for him. That could lead to money coming into the company if we make him a generic smiling baby face whose character is his theme song. If Vince gets that idea, regardless if he's involved in NXT or not, for a character on the main roster, I worry not much would actually change. Steve? I think the... So the weird thing is we actually... There was a time when they did actually treat NXT like a through line from that territory, if you will, to main roster. Like when Kevin Owens Mm -hmm. showed up with the NXT title and, and beat up John Cena... When uh, uh, we've seen it, uh, there was uh, oh, when Finn Balor showed up and the seas parted, uh, the, the the superstars on stage in that episode of Raw when they did like the draft or whatever, it was post draft, and Finn Balor had been drafted to Raw and he was treated like the hottest thing there was. That through line existed, and I have no idea if that was just something that tickled Vince McMahon in the moment. And then he dropped it and was like, well, you know what? Mm -mm, I just want, I don't like not having control of that stuff. I just think that Vince McMahon, there's, there's like an old school TV writer quality to Vince McMahon where I don't think he cares as much as they want to be the next Marvel. I don't think he understands what makes Marvel movies, what they are and why fans love seeing crossover stuff happen in all those different franchises that makes them want more and more i don't think that mentality understands it and so he probably just thinks well nxt is not my thing and so maybe i don't know i honestly don't know i think that that vince sometimes can surprise us with cool stuff and i think that maybe i mean he allows nxt to exist and it's based off of i think probably the work rate thing i think vince mcmahon is a big fan of actual professional wrestling it's just he knows that sports entertainment brings him the billions of dollars and maybe there's maybe there's something there luke maybe but i don't know if it's the kind of thing that i'd risk if somebody was like hey steve you have the god button and you can hit this thing and vince mcmahon will be involved in nxt would i risk it i don't know i really love <laughs> nxt it's like my favorite thing I don't know that I'd hit that button. I don't. And it's a shame yeah. because I think that having that through line, like it's so inconsistent, having that would be awesome. And you could do so much more like Kevin Owens showing up. Even when they did the Survivor Series crossover with uh, NXT, yeah, was good. it was awesome. It was great. We yeah. all remember how great that was. There were this invading force. It was great. And then they just didn't do that again. It was like, remember all that great buzz you had? And now it's gone. How do you not want to recapture that? It's bizarre to me. So I don't know. I would hit the button. Don't hit the button, Luke. But I think uh, the I issue. Oh, sorry. I don't have that. I, sorry. I don't have that power. I ain't hitting that button either. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> One day you will. But I really do think just really quickly that the issue here also is the fact that as much as, you know, for a while they were trying to present it to us as, hey, you know, NXT is on par with Raw and SmackDown. 
We know it's not in terms of how it's viewed and they know it's not, but they're trying to make it seem like it is. And I think like until they really do see NXT on par with Raw and SmackDown, I don't necessarily think we're ever going to have that successful through line like you just mentioned, Steve. Like it it just doesn't happen. If you're looking at, you know, Raw and SmackDown up here and NXT down here, well, why are you going to pick from there when you you already established these two, you know, big brands? Uh, just a quick bit of breaking news. All Out has just sold oh, out. That's awesome. Good for them. Cool. I saw people I were was- like, people sent me screenshots of themselves in the queue. And it was like over 2,000 people. And they're waiting. Oh, the queue. Waiting in the queue is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're in limbo. Yep. I mean, talking about like that NXT through line thing, we were we had a morning meeting a couple of weeks back and we were all so bummed out because the footage had just come out of um, Karrion Cross's main events entrance, which was just, <laughs> and I was like, Superstar cool. entrance one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. His gimmick is now I am wrestler. Like yeah. that is what yeah. Karrion Cross is now. And like you guys have talked about on like your NXT reviews and stuff that he feels like a main roster guy. He doesn't feel like, like particularly in that fatal five way at the most oh, recent yeah, takeover yeah. and stuff. He felt so out of place because everyone else is NXT and he's like, Oh no, I'm, I'm raw and SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So like to see him and it's without Scarlet and it's just the most generic entrance. I, it just it kind of bums me out a little bit. I think that's what a kind of a few people were talking about. Just the fact that without Scarlet, it was like he, he was stripped down and like all of this was like taken away from him. And yeah, I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> if I'm here making decisions, I would not be uh, separating the two. It's just it's weird that they have all these people on. They'll, they'll just do that on main event. I don't know. It's just it's like. I don't know. They don't they don't understand how to like create mystique with something, you know? It's which is weird because they've done it so so well in the past. Mm-hmm. Like how do you not look at Alistair Black and his run on NXT? How do you not just compile like somebody compiles like a 5-minute highlight reel of Alistair Black on NXT and then be like, "Here Vince, this is what you do." And he's like, "Uh, Wait, what's he in tag team with Ricochet right now? Okay, let's bring them up together. <laughs> and can you have Triple H give us like a PowerPoint presentation when you do it? That'll really excite. It's it's bizarre to me that they do. It's it just really weird. Is. It's weird. It's it's so it's, much stuff is. Sorry, go ahead, Steve. Oh, I was just gonna say. I think it's just that that mentality. It's like if you listen to the like the Bruce Pritchard podcast, it's never. It's almost never like. Yeah, no, you know, we really like that this guy had a history with this guy, and we could really mine that. It's always like, well, he's he was a big guy. We thought we could use him. And, and that's it. It's like that's that's the extent of it. Oh, he looked great, so he used him. It's that that's just their mentality. That's yeah. how they do wrestling. Larson, what were you gonna say? Yeah, yeah. There's always uh, I know Bruce always says, "Well, we, we thought he was an attraction." Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, oh yeah, exactly. People, yeah. somebody, someone will tune, uh, turn the channel to watch. Um, the the cross entrance thing was really weird, and it's like you mentioned Mystique, Steve. Because remember the first time we saw him arrive at NXT, and we were like. Holy shit! Yeah, they're right? building this guy up instantly. His first appearance, right. sorry, he's a massive yeah, but, star. Uh, man, can't can't be swearing on this show, Larson. Oh, I'm sorry. Before we I'm came sorry. Live. <laughs> was, was Finally, somebody <laughs> else besides me got in trouble. Thank you, Larson. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I'm, Again, I blame myself. For me to I blame not myself for that one. <laughs> okay, my bad. I apologize. My apologies for the language. Um, <laughs> holy cow! What an entrance. <laughs> they got the fog, the music, the lip syncing, all of that. And he looked like a star, an absolute star. Yeah. And you know, once he started wrestling, some of the some of the the, the star 
you know, kind of came off a little bit. But again, this is NXT. That's a completely different thing. Main roster, he'll be fine on the main roster, I think, from a wrestling capacity. But he shows up on main event, and he looks like he doesn't know what to do with himself because <laughs> no. the music's gone. There's no Scarlet. It's like there's no, there's no, there's no allure. There's no mystique. There's no pop to it. So he just kind of wanders out and is all. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I don't even think he did the cross thing with his arm. But I don't remember. But and he's he got like the NXT lost. title on too. I know the <laughs> lower thirds is NXT champion. I'm like, I'm okay. I'm, I'm watching this. Am I really supposed to take NXT seriously when right. the champ looks like generic wrestler number two yeah. and he's on main event? Like yeah. I like, you're really yeah. undercutting your your brand here by doing that. Yeah. It's so lucky I that agree. no one watches main event. I think Sean's the only person in the world that watches main events. Um, uh, just actually because he's been, he's very upset in the chat. Hi, Sean. Uh, Sean feels left out and neglected because we didn't, we didn't invite Sean. him onto the show. That's so just bad. This is like all the friends are together, you know, having know. dinner. And yeah. then the one friend is left out. That's We're posting mean. pictures on Instagram and he's like, why wasn't I invited to this? <laughs> I want to be invited to this. They look like I would, before we get into because I, I want to talk about the repetitive matches thing. Um, before the last thing I wanted to say on the carrying cross thing is that I love that we're now having tryout matches on <laughs> Raw and SmackDown on main event. Isn't that what NXT is? Right. Like, you would think that there's a show right where you can just you yeah. know turn on the channel, go on the Peacock, go wherever. Yeah, yeah they wrestle on camera. Yeah, it's yeah. called NXT. Watch. Yeah, yeah they, they literally have lights and everything. The production of NXT is set up to mimic main <laughs> roster. That's the point of NXT. And it's funny because so when Aleister Black was first brought in a couple weeks later, he was in a main event match. Um, uh, and 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 there's there's I went back and looked at it just to see if they did the same generic thing. And no, they gave him the cool Tron. They gave him the smoke. The they gave him the sit down stuff. And people went crazy for it. And I, I wonder if maybe the little bit of this is just, well, it's thundered. Yeah, I, it doesn't make any sense. I this wonder, match never should have seen light of day. I wonder if it's a thing where like, okay, well, we're, they're thinking about separating Cross from Scarlet. Let's see how Cross comes across when he's stripped of of, of like everything be. save for music, you know? Yeah. yeah. Let's see how he comes across without all the, the lights and the fog and, mm-hmm. and all that. Let's just see mm-hmm. how he comes across. You know, in, in a fairly generic, normal circumstance, and if he has camera charisma, star power, or do we need all that extra stuff? Yeah, yes. it's of. like going to a concert and then seeing your favorite person in just a t-shirt and jeans, and there's no lights and there's no background and there's nothing of a- ambiance. You know, in the actual, what, what are you just there? You might as well just watch them on the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but it, the thing is, like, that's a that's a it's it's a good point, but it's like don't air it. I don't, don't agree. Put it on. Like when they don't, thought, well, no one watches the main event. That. What's the matter? I mean, that's probably what they think. That's yeah. so weird. I mean, I you're totally right, but it's like, I don't know. I don't know how many more people they can drive away with just silly things like this. It's like, oh, it just crosses just a dude, huh? So like you you, you stripped away the one because he's not a great wrestler. Like you stripped away the one thing that he has, which is like smoke and mirrors. Well, here is what's kind of putting me off for it. So, like, I, I watch Raw and I watch SmackDown and I watch NXT every week. But the one thing that's like, when I wake up on a Tuesday morning and I put on Raw, I have this like sense of dread inside me. And that is usually just like, man, I'm going to watch the same show I watched last week. And Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics um, put up some fascinating stats up on uh, Twitter machine in the last 24 hours. So like he went back through pay-per-view cards and looked at if they had um, rematches from the previous six months. So like Hell in a Cell 2000, 
83% of the card was rematches from the previous six months. Fast This year's Fastlane, 86% of the oh card was rematches from the previous six months. TLC, last year's TLC, 83% again. That's crazy. Um, Raw, for the last, like, so Raw, July 2020 through to uh, mid-June 2021, had 57% rematches from the previous six months. SmackDown, I was shocked by this with all the Baron Corbin, Shinsuke Nakamura stuff, and I, I think, I'm pretty sure I've seen Cesaro and Seth Rollins wrestle 25 times in the last couple of weeks. 54% uh, of that show is, is rematches. Compare that with other shows, Impact is 44%, NXT is 31%, Dynamite is 10%. Like it is the most like Denise, why do you why is it such a repetitive show to watch? And here's the thing is that like it's even unfair to compare, for example, the impact roster with the WWE roster. I mean, bodies, numbers, you know, like we're talking about basic numbers and math here. Uh you, it, it, like with, if they would have had a higher a higher number impact wrestling, but like that's understandable. They have a certain amount of talent that they're working with. I get it. But WWE has how many people on their rosters? Uh, obviously, they could bring people up. They can definitely switch things up. They could make it work. It's just the fact that, you know, you mentioned the perfect example of how many times we saw Baron Corbin and Shinsuke Nakamura. I mean, that became of what? I think best out of five. And nobody even knew. Nobody had any idea. Nobody told us anything. It's just... Put this on here and that's it. And it's weird to me because it's like, how do you just do that? Like, how do you just say, we're going to put the exact same thing that we saw last week? And then there's even shows where, you know, like, for example, Raw, where we see a match, right? It ends in a silly finish. And then all of a sudden they're like, guess what? Because of this, we're going to see it again next week. And I'm thinking, I don't consider myself all that bright all that brilliant and i feel like i wouldn't do this stuff like this is just basic common sense basic logic i don't get it yeah uh i mean like the rematch stuff is the thing that really bums me out like yeah ricochet and john morrison have great matches i don't need to see it three weeks in a row and like yeah, ali and mansoor had a really good match on raw this week I'm probably going to see it again when I tune in and watch it again on Tuesday. Like, and I already know that. So like, I don't, I feel like I'm not really getting that excited. And I'm also wondering, like, is it just a case of that things have been so repetitive because we're just waiting for fans to come back and that's the next reset switch. That's the next, like, that's the next golden uh, hanging fruit that we're aiming for. Um, Steve, I mean, what are you, like, those numbers, I mean, they don't lie. They ain't good. Yeah, yeah, that's why the ratings, Larson, go ahead drastic go down thank you uh <laughs> yeah dude it, it's not it's it's not shocking it's not surprising but when you see it there it's 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 pretty stunning you know it's like oh my god and it but yeah i mean we we you know we've lived through it we've seen it when fans come back i i don't know man i think that it's it's i i do think that that's i do think that there is an element of well Vince knows that fans are coming back. So some of some storylines that he wants to kick off, he's going to wait for that. Cause we're going to have other people like Becky might come back and who knows what the Lesnar Cena situation is like. And so I do think there's an element of, yeah, we're going to get a freshening up of some storylines, maybe around like money in the bank or whatever. But uh, like, so in a couple of weeks, but I, I, you know, they'll get a bump from that. But the bottom line is that philosophy remains the same. Like sometimes with AEW, like AEW is only like 10%. Sometimes in AEW, I'm like, whoa, run it back. I like these guys. Like they have good chemistry. Can, can you please continue this? Why are they parting ways already? 
like I think NXT for me, that's that's my jam. That has a good mix of of rematches and fresh stories. But like Raw and SmackDown, it's just it's way too much, and it just gets so repetitive. And and on Raw, when you have three hours, man, I I, I don't know why you think people are going to continue to sit through this because clearly they've they've fallen off. Like before pandemic, what they were they were looking at, they were aiming at like two million. It was like sort of the the benchmark kind of where they were at, and now they've dropped twenty five percent of that. And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, they'll get a bump when fans come back and we're in money in the bank and they'll get a bump for Survivor. I'm sorry, for SummerSlam. But after SummerSlam, the next thing you got is like Survivor Series. There is a gulf of like three months there or two months. And it's going to dip down again by like September, October. Like nobody, mm-hmm. people, if they continue this line of creative, those fans are going to tune out again. I don't care if there are people in the crowds or, or what. That's The creative's bad. People are not going to tune in for it. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, Larson, I mean, SmackDown is tonight. One of the matches that they announced for this, the King of the Ring, King of the Ring Qualifier, is Nakamura versus Baron Corbin. Yeah. And like one of the other matches they've announced is Rollins versus Cesaro. Yeah. Like when I saw that, I was like, here's the big thing that we're advertising next week. And I'm like, like, dude, man. Yeah. It's one thing to have rematches if there's story advancement. You know, like if week after week you're building on the story you told last week, and you're advancing a story with two characters who are really interesting. I just feel like far too often is as Denise mentioned, oh, we need to prolong the story, wonk finish, rematch next week. They'll justify some excuse to have another rematch the following week or a tag match with those two people tagging with somebody else. But it all just kind of happens. It kind of feels like these matches are part of a larger machine that they just have to get from raw to raw to get to pay-per-view to pay-per-view with not a whole lot of forethought into how are we going to build the pay-per-view match to be as compelling as possible? Let's just put something out there, especially on Raw where they have three hours to fill. I feel like so much of there's tossing stuff out there to fill time with, that, with basically no thought, especially because it's rewritten at last minute apparently a lot of the time, with basically no thought in terms of how it's going to affect the larger picture in terms of the stories they're telling. But like if if you got like uh, uh, Cesaro and Sheamus, when they were in their best of seven, seven matches obviously, they were telling a story along the way that, that culminated in them becoming a tag team. And the through line was there. That is a situation I don't mind where there's tons of matches between two people because the matches are good. They're telling the story and there's a payoff at the end. Far too often, you're lucky if you get one of those three, you know, <laughs> and and heck, if you give me two of the three, maybe I'll be cool with it. But if you barely give me one most of the time, I'm going to check out. And that's when the raw headache sets in because it's that dread you're talking about. where like, I have to sit in front of this desk for three hours. Uh, this again. Oh, 20 minute news to... TV to start the show. Ugh. Oh, just to uh, correct myself as well, it's a Money in the Bank qualifier, not a King of the Ring qualifier. I've been distracted by their crowns and, and all of that jazz. You know, it's sad <laughs> that when you said it, I was just like, la, 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 la. You know, like, yeah, we're just, I, we're, I think we all knew what you were saying, but didn't, you know. At first, oh, for yeah, a yeah. moment, I thought I was like, oh, are they actually doing King of the Ring? Oh, wait, no, he meant Money in the Bank, damn it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I meant Money in the Bank. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I, I was actually, uh, just before we started this, like today, I was listening to um, SRS's interview with Buddy Murphy. And Murphy was talking about how like his series with Alistair Black that he did was basically because it was like, why are we doing this? And WWE told him, it was like, because you guys have really good matches together. And it's like, okay, but is it going anywhere? They're like, no, but you just have really good matches. So go out there and have those matches. Like he had all of his matches with Cedric Alexander was just like, why am I doing this match again? Because you two have really good chemistry. Go out there and put on a good match. But why? Like, what is mm-hmm. the point of this? Where's the advancement in any of this? I, I, it's, so 
Denise, it's you mentioned this a lot in, in the, the Fightful post show for Raw, is that it is it's it's such a hard show to watch at times because of its repetitiveness. It really is. And I, you know, I don't, I mean, I feel like I'm still going to keep, you know, obviously it's my job, so I'm going to keep watching, but I, I do feel weird not starting at my, you know, right on the dot. There has been a couple of weeks where I'll be like, oh, I'll start 15, 20 minutes later. And, you know, obviously I'm caught, I'm caught up right away, but I just, Every week, though, I feel like maybe I'm foolish because I go in thinking maybe this is the week that something something different is going to happen. And I think at the end, you only have yourself to blame if you expect different <laughs> stuff. And I and I do feel, you know, sort of dumb that I'm hoping that, hey, maybe once people come in that, you know, we, we were touring and we have crowds and all of that, that, you know, things are going to change. But then I'm like, realistically, Denise, pre-pandemic. You were having this exact same conversation. It's nothing new. It's just that this time it's been amplified by the fact that there's no people there screaming, boo, this sucks. No, instead <laughs> they're being told what to cheer, what to boo. Like if they're, you know, on, you know, a lot or something. I don't even know. I mean, come on. Like, what can you do? I don't even have an answer for that. I don't know. Uh well, we've got some uh, comments in from our viewers. Chill Gaming says, Larson's breaking point was the table DQ between Charlotte and Rhea. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a hell of a sell. Gosh. Oh, wow. Blue a fuse. I cussed a lot <laughs> then, Luke. Yeah, yeah, the apologies oh, for I the cursing. Oh, I cussed I a lot. Know. <laughs> I, we actually because like it was posted up on twitter and i was just mm -hmm. like i was kind of like checking out twitter and stuff and i saw the clip come up it's actually in our back end of Streamyard because i was like guys you've got to see larson freaking out <laughs> <laughs> it was like uh, my predictions hinged on that and that's what kind of amplified my <laughs> anger but nonetheless Maybe you Oof. need to see Raw differently. Maybe this is the problem. We have this perspective going into it, thinking we need to be entertained. How about instead we use it as a way to let out our everyday angers, our everyday frustrations. We have to pay bills. God darn it, I'm going to let it out during Raw. I'm pissed. <laughs> maybe maybe it's our fault. We need to change our perception of Raw. <laughs> I mean, there are there. I mean, we all know what they are. There are podcasts out there that are just like angry faces screaming at camera. I'm not that guy. I can't do that. Like we built our sort of rep on like, hey, these are the guys who find the fun and stuff. And it's like, you're really testing that. Like, so with Raw, I, SmackDown, I actually do enjoy SmackDown mm -hmm. for the most part. I think that SmackDown, it's only two hours and it's got the Roman stuff, which I really like. And it's mm -hmm. got some, it's got, uh, uh, it's, it's got things that I like on it. Seth's on there. Um, and so like raw is the one thing and we watch everything. Like we watch UK, we watch impact. We watch everything. We don't watch raw five live. That's the one thing we don't watch. Yeah. I always <laughs> forget about that. Um, raw is the one thing that like, it is really, it's like, okay, we're reviewing raw. If it's bad, I'm okay to savage it. You know, I'm not going to try to find any silver lining in it because everything else we usually talk pretty positively about it mm -hmm. with raw. It's like, you know what? If you're not going to try, I'm not going to try. And, and yeah, it's, it's, it, it is. Sometimes we become screaming faces at, at cameras. See, I can't even agree with you because I feel SmackDown is headed that exact same way, especially the last couple of months. I feel like they have been taking way too many, uh, you know, notes from Raw because it feels like the exact same thing over and over as well. So I, I can't even say that that I enjoy SmackDown more than Raw right now. Oh, wow. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. 
one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We're going to put this conversation on hold for a moment. Stephen Larson, I'm going to unfortunately kick you out into the waiting room for just a moment because we have got a a special guest joining us for the show now because this coming weekend, it is the best in the world. Ring of Honor show. Welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast, EC3. How are you, sir? Are you okay? I'm, I'm excellent. Can you hear me all right? We can hear you just fine, my friend. Uh, How are you on this beautiful morning? It's a beautiful morning in uh, the free state of Florida. I don't know how it's going over there in the UK, but uh, it's great. Just finished training. I'm either outside of a tanning salon or a cryogenic chamber. I'll let you guess which one because I'm preparing for final (laughs) battle. Ring of honor. I'm sorry. Best in the world. Best (laughs) in the world. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) This Sunday, live on pay-per-view. So. The point is you're prepared. Yes, exactly. God, what an idiot. (laughs) <laughs> final, bat- final battle is the one i missed because i had uh the covid but uh i'm back i'm healthy i'm uh, indestructible i'm unkillable i'm relentless i am the best in the world at many things and i'll prove it this sunday so there we go and you've got a big match coming up this weekend and I, this is a big show for ring of honor as well because this is your first show since february of last year to have fans in attendance so like i mean that must be like really exciting for you yeah, uh, the missing element, because Ring of Honor's been just doing dynamite television. I don't know if you guys were talking about that when you were shitting all over Raw. But we've had uh, <laughs> dynamite television 
since the pandemic, they really honed in their craft. I came in, really turned the thing around. But uh, to have the fans' reaction, the fans' energy, the adrenaline rush that comes from performing in front of a live audience, the intangibles fans bring. Fans are as important to the show as the talented performers in the ring. So it's very excited, very exciting to have that again. And exactly. You know, it's, great. It's, a, it's a litmus test, too, because so much is... Uh, change we don't know what's truly working on any broadcast i think AEW's finding out what's working because they're having their fans back but the live reactions dictate who's performing at a high level who's actually quote getting over things of that nature so it's that's not a be- true litmus test and obviously, you know, with the incorporation of, you know, having the live crowd back once again, not only that, it gets people talking more and more about the product. And that's obviously something that you guys want, you know, with the show coming up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I have uh, people been reaching out about coming to the show and traveling from all over the world. So to see the best in the world, uh, excitement, people are dying to get out. What better place to get out than watching people fight each other? for pride and honor. Well, speaking of fighting each other, you your match this weekend is against Flip Gordon. Um, talk us through the match. How are you feeling about it? How are you preparing for it? Well, I mean, preparing for it, I don't know if you know this, but I was hospitalized about seven weeks ago at a pretty severe infection, non-COVID related. So that sucked. And uh, when I got out of the hospital, I got out broken, deflated, defeated in a sense, just because I train so hard, I go so hard constantly to have that giant setback in the midst of that training. The only thing I could do is come back. So I circled a date on my calendar. I actually circled three dates, one of them being July 11th, 2021 for Best in the World. Uh, Flip Gordon is in the path. I question and wonder what would have happened and transpired had I been around Prior to this match, we've had a one brief tag team encounter where he cheated to be victorious. We've had one segment where I told him he's been warned. What could have happened and would have happened had that not happened intrigues me. But what will happen this Sunday at Ring of Honor, best in the world, is I will continue my path to the Ring of Honor Heavyweight Championship. Going through him, if necessary. And it seems like you certainly have gone through a lot. Like the, you just mentioned, you know, having to go through COVID and then being hospitalized. So do you kind of feel like you, you know, you have something to, you know, prove to everybody that, hey, like this is who I am and this is what I'm going to show in this match here with Flip Gordon? Yeah, I think I have something to prove each and every day. I've had something to prove since I've started in this. And the thing about trying to prove yourself constantly is you're only proving it to yourself. You're always challenging yourself. It, at least the way I'm wired, the relentless way, the way of winning, so to speak. But uh, yeah, I mean, since 2020, I have fired in a pandemic. I decided to control my narrative, completely change everything about me, who I am, what I stand for, what I do. And that's true. And that's real to life. Went to Impact, went to Ring of Honor, was doing both at the same time, unprecedented. Now, Yep, hospitalized, COVID, a lot of setbacks, but to control your narrative is to tell your story. All these setbacks just make the story that much better. So, the Ring of Honor title match this weekend is with Russian Bandito. Like, that's going to be like, I mean, on paper, that, that sounds like a really good match. You said you got your eyes set on that belt. Is there either one of those two that you'd prefer to see? Yeah, the belt that you'd prefer. To, yeah. 
Yeah, Roosh, uh, he's been champion for a very long time. So with a long title reign comes distinguishment and legacy and honor. I would much rather unseat somebody who's held the top of the mountain for a very long time than somebody who may have uh, just got by on hook and crook, captured it, and hasn't started their legacy, so to speak. So I'm in the industry to destroy everything and preferably other people's legacies along the way. So yeah, Roosh. Roosh would be number one. That's a good solid pick right there. Good solid mm-hmm. pick. You um, you uh, was a, you got um, released last year, and you had uh, you know controlling your narrative and y- your show as well that you had with with Matt Cardona as well. Um, tell us a little yes. bit about that. Free the narrative is now available on Fight TV. Um, a lot of talent will openly bitch and moan and complain about the creative process or not being utilized or things of that nature. I do not complain. I do not bitch and moan. I do things about it. And uh, I created a whole world. Free the narrative. The narrative is about fighting for purpose, fighting for yourself. Uh, on Fight TV, it was our first full-length feature. It has myself and Matt Cardona because I've always I've always saw a lot in Matt Cardona and I wanted to bring something out of him. And I try that with Free the Narrative because behind all the fan service and the gratitude and the the toy bullshit. I think there's a dangerous, dangerous, sadistic man who can dominate. And uh, I want to bring that out of him. But in addition to that, we had four other feature fights, including Moose. We had uh, Matt Seidel as the vision. Other narratives that like, because in this industry, I've met so many people, so many intriguing stories that need to be told that will never get told through a corporate wrestling platform. Like the story of William, AKA Bill Carr, He's also in Ring of Honor. The story of Pero. I don't know if you know him, but he's coming up. This young kid named Jake Logan. There's so many different stories that I wanted to tell and give these people a forum to be able to tell them. And uh, creatively, artistically, gigantic success. So much so that people are literally knocking on my door to be in the next one. And there will be a second. Yeah. I mean, there's a slew of people that really want to show that they too can control their narrative especially uh, with the recent releases. So uh, if you tune into Free the Narrative on Fight TV streaming now, stick around for the very ending. You'll see uh, a monster hint of what's to come. You mentioned the, um, the the releases then. We've just had, you know, unfortunately some more releases since yours um, this year. Um, you having gone through the process. Do you have advice uh, for those people? Yeah, it's the best thing that could happen to you because you can finally do something with your life. It's what you make of it. Wow. It happens to every yeah, it happens to everybody. Nobody's safe. Uh this industry will eat you up and chew you out. We're just gears in the machine. All you could do is take care of yourself, be free in who you are, tell your story, be proud of yourself, things of that nature. Excellent words of advice. Last thing uh, I wanted to mention on the Ring of Honor show that you've got this coming weekend. Um, we're going to get the annou- uh, the bracket announcements for the Ring of Honor Women's World Championship as well with, by Maria Canellis. Is there any names uh, in there that you'd like to highlight? Is there anyone you're excited about? Uh, uh, Miranda? Excites me. Intrigues me. That'd be it. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Anything Anybody else you're excited about for the show? 
I am excited for the fact we have fans back into this building. I am excited for what the future could hold. I am excited for where we could go if we put all of our our ducks in a row, so to speak. If we go all in, not to borrow that phrase, but if we bring everything we can from a towel perspective, from an office perspective, there's no reason why Ring of Honor can't be competing with and becoming truly the best promotion in the world. Well, EC3, good luck I'll this weekend. I'll lead the charge. I'll lead the charge. I, I, I speak from a place of I'm willing to do that work. So whatever it takes. Thank you so much for coming on to this show today. I really, really appreciate it. Good luck this weekend. I hope you have a great show. Like It's so exciting here as a wrestling fan to see wrestling fans back in in uh, buildings again. So like I'm really looking forward to seeing the show this weekend uh, just to kind of see you guys all soak up the atmosphere. All right. Look forward to having you watch. Uh, make sure you tweet me all your criticisms. Uh, afterward <laughs> at the real EC3. Post a picture of how uh, awesome I look. You can... Uh, Make comments on it on Instagram at the Real EC3. Uh, Ring of Honor on Fight TV this Sunday. Check out Free the Narrative, streaming now on Fight TV. I appreciate the chat. We are live, pal. I didn't even know that. Oh, good. We <laughs> are live. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you so uh, much, man. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. That was EC3, and you can check out as EC3 was just saying. Then let me get the poster back up. Ring of Honor, best in the world, is live on pay per view and on Honor Club, July 11th, uh, this coming weekend at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Right, let's bring the friendos back in. Steve and Larson. Hello. Hello. Oh, look, he knows he knows which side we're supposed to be on. Luke, you're yeah. so wonderful. Yeah, oh, I was going to say, I don't much. like the swapping of the thing. We already got used to having them the other direction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've got a couple of other chats in uh, about <laughs> the um, uh, the topic at hand. Someone actually did talk about uh, EC3 there, Blind Raw. WWE's booking is as repetitive as EC3's old TNA Impact theme. Trouble, 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 trouble. Uh, interestingly, <laughs> everything that isn't repetitive in the company usually involves some veteran, someone who can push back against Vince. Hence why women's booking is at its worst at the moment. Do you, uh, Denise, do you agree with that? So he's saying that women's, the, the booking of the women, it's worse right now? Only because like they haven't got a veteran there who's going to push yeah. back against Vince to be like, this is bad. 100% yes. And, and that's what bums me out each and every single time that I feel like this. And I hate to say it, but the second Becky left, it's almost like they stopped taking that division seriously. And yeah, you know, they did. They made a couple of moves by, you know, making Bianca Belair champion by giving a bow to Rhea by, by, you know, even crowning a Raquel champion and all of that. Right. We had a bunch of, you know, new faces, you know, holding belts in the women's division. But the issue with that is, yeah, great. You have Bianca Belair as champion. Besides Bailey, who does she have to compete with? You know, mm -hmm. so it's like, yeah, you 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 gave the belts to somebody new to to you know all people that I you know you can say we all liked, but there you can say because they're not doing much substance with the creative or with the storylines, it's not necessarily doing anything much of a favor. I mean, we can go on and on even just so with like Rhea Ripley. I mean, come on. We just talked about the whole beat the clock thing, the superhero Nikki Cross thing and all of that. 
Well, I'm, I mean, I will go to bat. I, I'm one of the few people in the world that went to bat for the Eva Marie story with uh, with Viper because I was like, there's something good here, man. Like, I really like this idea of Viper winning all of the matches and Eva Marie taking credit for it. I think that's going to be really, really great. The second week after that, they're like, we're already talking about splitting this team up. And actually, it turns out that Viper knows that, uh, that Eva Marie is manipulating her and she knows that it's wrong. And I'm like, well... I guess the storyline's done then. Like, there's no more interest in this storyline anymore. Oh, I kind of, I kind of like that. To be honest with you, I thought, I thought that instead of doing the same thing week after week after week, where uh, Piper basically is a doormat and she allows that to happen, like the first week when uh, she was like, "Wait a second, what? No, that's not good." And then the next week, she actually tried to say what her name was, and it was like, "Whoa, wait a second, she was going to say Piper. That's kind of cool." I kind of like that stuff. And I think even Marie's doing good work right now as a heel when she has a, 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 a the, the eight man, the eight woman tag match. And then she even even away from Dewdrop when Nia Jax wins a match, she still gets on the mic and has the audacity to say, Eva Marie, I'll be honest with you. I'll call it like it is. I kind of like that stuff. I think it's right. To be honest, Raw for the past couple of weeks hasn't been as terrible as it was. Okay, for the, for the months and months prior to that, because you're watching it in an hour and twenty minutes. <laughs> there's there's an element of that, Denise. I do think that there's an element of that, but some like the 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 Riddle Orton stuff has been pretty good. There's That's been great. some de- the Kofi uh, MVP interactions have been really good. The la- lope, roping Lashley into that has been pretty decent. There's been some good stuff, but you know, yeah, there's it, there's there's a long road to go. I think before oh, it yes. becomes like you know something that I really really consistently watchable yeah yeah i have been enjoying um eve marie's heel work i just like i mean i've been saying this on the raw show as well i just need some reason as to why uh dewdrop is still tagging with her like if she knows that eva marie is manipulating her why is she still hanging out with her mm-hmm. like then they, I, but and it's just a one line of one line of dialogue she can't she can't be here unless even marie like even marie's got control of her contract or something like yeah that. that's so often the case isn't it when like one line of like dialogue i mean they'll have some of these promos go on for like three four five minutes drew mcintyre will tell these ridiculous stories which is already wearing thin but they can't have like a couple lines of dialogue here and there just to sew up some story holes yeah yeah, yeah. when they do it it's like wow they actually because it was the <laughs> the the second match that even marie and dewdrop had where it was a rematch against naomi and oscar i believe where they actually took a sentence to justify it you know where even marie says oh the, the essentially the spotlight was too huge for dewdrop that first match we're gonna run it back you know mm-hmm yeah. See, this storyline to me is ba- making them both very unlikable. So if we're bound to ch- to have to cheer for Dewdrop at some point. I'm not because they haven't given me a reason to, and I I, I don't like this story whatsoever. My uh, my favorite one line of dialogue example is Back to the Future, and it's just like, uh, how how do you travel through time? Flux capacitor. It's what makes time travel possible. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Cool. I have no further questions, yeah. Your Honor. Like, yeah. I, they literally just said this one thing here is what makes it work. Cool. That's all I needed, I guess. And he says it was such weight, the flux capacitor. And he had like hit his head in order to, to dream this thing up. And it's like, oh, wow, that's a, you know, that's a hell of a device. Uh, Jonathan Hedman says Raw and WWE as a whole suffers from shiny object syndrome. They changed their minds so rapidly. I've already lost interest in wrestling because of it. The last few weeks, I watched the Kiss documentary and Hamilton instead of Raw. I miss the WWF. Poor guy. Yeah, hard to disagree yeah. with that. Yeah. Uh, 
And lastly, for now, Sean Dunn says, I'm loving this new format. Uh, great decision to change things up a little bit. Um, and then because we are in the football spirit, it's going in raw. It's going in raw. Wrestle talk is coming home, which is to be done to the theme of uh, it's coming with three lines by the Lightning Seeds of Badil and Skinner, which does actually. Uh, so, Denise, uh, Stephen Larson, you might be able to help us out on this one. So, Denise and I do our Patreon show now. We have a Patreon show over at wrestletalk.com forward slash Patreon where we go through people's mailbag questions. Mm. And in that show, um, we were talking about, like, I'm supporting England this weekend in the Eurofinals, but uh, Denise, because she's a contrarian, is taking the side of Italy. Hey, so, I'm taking the side of Italy because I like Italy, okay? I've been to Italy multiple times, so I feel and I like their food. I didn't like the food in London. So you oh, know what? Wow. Italy it is. Oh my Go gosh. Italy. What a heel promo that was. Oh, my gosh. It's I'm like, sorry. It's terrifying. Fish and chips over lasagna any day. Um, but we did have a, like We were trying to work out what we would do, like, you know, place a bet on if England win. I get to do something, uh, and if Denise, we'll do it either way. Mark Jones made the suggestion that um, we could do some football-related songs. So if Italy win, I will do a football-related song. If you win, uh, sorry, if I win, you would do one. I was going to make a suggestion. Well, here was going to be my suggestion. If England win, I would like you to uh, do a uh, video. Maybe you can pre-record it, do it live on the air of doing Three Lions by the Lightning Seeds and Dylan Skinner. You can listen to it ahead of time as well, so you can practice for it. Wait, but if I don't Italy even know what that is. If it, well, you can listen to the song. If Italy win, I will do I the same. Agree to hold, it yet. hold on, hold on, hold on. If Italy win, I will do a song of your choosing, and I will sing it live on the air. Come on, Denise, do it. What, what's the other song? But see, I don't even know what the other song is, though. So I can't agree well, I, to it yet. I don't know what song you're picking either. I'm, I mean, I'm telling you what it is. Like, I, you can what's pick any song. What's the name of the song? song? It's called Three Lions by Bedouin and, Skinner. And like, what is it? Like, what kind of a song is this? It's mostly a football chanting song. And I have to sing it on video. Mm hmm. Okay, sure. I'm cool with that. Sure. And then, yeah. so, okay, so then, okay, so if, so if, so if, if London wins, England, whatever, London, they win. London wins, they win, London wins. all of them, whatever, if you guys win, I have to essentially sing that lion song. That's right, yep, you sing okay. that lion song. But if, if, Italy if Italy wins, yep. if Italy wins, then I get a song of my choosing. That's right. And I will sing that song for you. If you could make it a song that's in English, that'll really help me. If you don't pick something that's like, you don't pick something that's too difficult for me to do. Okay. Come on, Italy. <laughs> there you go, Come everyone. Come on, London. So, yeah, go London. <laughs> let's, go, let's go London. That'll be on next week's show, uh, which I'm now very much looking forward to. Maybe in a show, maybe in another show's time. We'll see. Um, Guys, thank you so much for coming on to the show today to talk about. Like, I felt like this. Someone actually made a comment on this. It was like, this feels like a group therapy session of mm, people yeah. who just like are, are all watching the show that no one likes, and now they're talking about why they don't want to watch it anymore. Um, uh, uh, Stephen, last, and I'll give you the final floor um, to get to your thoughts on that as to why you think WWE is so repetitive at the moment. I think that the philosophy of Vince McMahon is just sort of outdated with what current entertainment standards are. And until that changes and a reminder, I think his mom is still alive and she's like a hundred. I don't think he's going to like stop working until he's, he literally can't. And that might be another couple decades. So 
there's my final thought. This is this is a <laughs> lot we have for probably another couple, yeah, 15, 20, maybe 25 years. Yeah. Uh uh Raw's too long. Should be a two hour show. Uh oh, yeah. and and it'd be great if just you know from a week to week basis they find just the smallest little uh reasonable reason to justify the constant rematches and just build a story. Just it could be something small. Like Steve always says, every match in NXT UK should be motivated by someone spilling a pint on somebody. I agree with that. Yeah, that's totally <laughs> and true. And if that's the totally genesis true. of it, and they can build from there, then that's enough. I just want a little, a little story that I can get invested in. And far too often, there's like no story to get invested in. Just give me, give us a little story to get invested. In. That's all we're, that's all we're really asking for. It's not much. Denise, I'll say I would just say, don't be lazy. Just put some common sense. That's all I ask for. Just some common sense. That's it. I'm not asking for much. Um, Stephen Larson, thank you so much for coming onto this show. Thank uh, you, really, Lou. Thank you, Denise. Really appreciate thank you, you uh, taking the time out. Please do plug away. What, what do you got, guys? What do you got coming up today? Uh, so at noon, we're going to be filming our uh, news brief, which it's too early for me even to know what's going on with that. And then for our patrons, uh, we've got coming up at three Pacific. We're going to be playing some GTA online. That's always a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, and then we got the weekend clear. We I don't got think Smackdown we're... tonight. Yeah. Oh, and then we got Smackdown tonight. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Should we plug our channel? We should probably do that, huh? YouTube.com. Stephen Larson. Yeah. Slash Stephen Larson. And then we're on the Twitter at Real Going In Raw and at MF Steve here. And at Joy of Bearding. There you go. Excellent stuff. I'm also going to give a shout out as well to Wrestle Juice. Um, oh, so yeah. Gonna... It's my we'll side gig. It it's my side gig. Yeah. I mean, come on, tell, tell us about your side gig. I mean, people love the, uh, the the videos that you're doing. Yeah, it's sort of the thing like, you know, you know how it is like with YouTube. It's sort of it, it, whatever you do on YouTube, it wants you to do that thing. And so anything that we try to do that's outside the realm of podcasts or news briefs, it just doesn't really work on YouTube. And so I was like, I like to do other things. I like to goof around and use my silly impersonation voices for the uh, things. And and it's fun just to be able to sit down and, and talk about wrestling in a, in a context that's outside the week to week, you know, sometimes monotonous uh, weekly programming that we've been talking about for the past hour. And so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do this stuff that is is fun to do and it's kind of low effort and engage. And, and that's what WrestleJuice is. So, yeah, it's YouTube.com slash WrestleJuice. Denise Alcedo, what do you got coming up this weekend? YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo, Twitter and in, Twitter and underscore. I was going to say Twitter and underscore. <laughs> Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. Guys, it's early. My brain is not functioning. Uh, here on the Wrestle Podcast tomorrow, Pete and Tempest will be doing the SmackDown review. And then Ollie and I will be back to do Raw on Tuesday. It is Money in the Bank. So we have got predictions for Money in the Bank. We're also going to be announcing the entrance of the first ever Jam in the Jar ladder match. Ooh. Denise, I know that you saw this on the old Twitter machine, but I put up apparently a very controversial statement yesterday. That's how you where... find out stuff is controversial. The second you post <laughs> it up on Twitter, the whole world will tell you. Yeah, I posted up an image of me wearing my shorts. Oh, and I saw. I, and I, I like my shorts long. I like three-quarter length shorts. I don't, if it's above the kneecap, I feel super. I'm not exposed. That's a weird thing to say. But like... They don't, they don't feel like shorts. I, I've always worn shorts that go like past my knee, like around my calf. What's wrong with your knees? Do you feel like they're, it's too breezy down there when you show your knees? 
<laughs> it's so breezy. Like, I don't know. It's like, I've got like knobbly knees out on show. Like, I don't know. It's just, I've always found it to be really weird. So I've always worn really long shorts. I just don't get it. Like nobody wears shorts that long. I haven't <laughs> seen shorts that long since I was like 10. I think that was the style back like what, in the 90s maybe? Maybe that's what it was. Early 2000s. Point. 21 quote retweets this got sean had a go at me for it sean like takes me being like what the hell is wrong with you you made fun of me for wearing them like everyone's now making fun of me for wearing these shorts they're very outdated luke they look great (laughs) but they're very outdated i think you need to wear regular shorts And here's the thing. I am a shorts expert, okay? All I wear is shorts all the time because it is hot out here and I hate pants, okay? But so with that being said, like, I I just can't. Like, I can't. Like, obviously, you know, shorts for women are, like, way shorter. Now, those are really short. But, like, for guys, it should just be above the knee. Tops maybe even touching, like, the tip of the knee. Like, it should not be covering your knees whatsoever. They're too short. Like, I, and I, I mean, I, I will say this. I know that I'm in the minority here because I, every time I buy shorts online, they arrive at my house and I'm like, I take them out and I say to my wife, these are too short. Like, and what I do you do? These. Return them? Send them back. I, no. I, I've got, I've got two pairs of shorts. The ones that I posted up on there and I've got a pair of black shorts. They're pretty much gray at this point because I've had them for about 15 years. What do you think about the beach? Oh, well, I wear swim shorts then, but I've got I've got like swim shorts that go below my knees. But I ain't wear swim shorts like around the house. <laughs> Wait, so even your swim shorts are below your knees? Yeah, like that's the length of shorts. No, they're supposed <laughs> to be okay. So your regular people everyday shorts are supposed to be at the knee or a little bit above the knee for guys, I believe. And then your shorts at the beach are supposed to be like at your like mid thigh, maybe like not mid thighs, maybe a little bit Those, past your mid thighs. I'm not wearing pants or underwear, I should say. I'm not wearing like underwear down. You're European, beach. aren't you guys like wearing <laughs> speedos out there? I ain't wearing speedos, man. I go down to the beach in my pants. Like, I'm just, okay, I'm... then wear like regular swimming trunks. You're there, like, ask me to wear like those booty shorts that, like, not should... booty shorts. You don't have to go wearing booty shorts, but like your regular everyday surf guy shorts. Showing off the bottom half of my butt, like I'm. I'm you just... don't know they're <laughs> baggy. You don't even have to get the tight ones. There's baggy ones. I mean, everyone's been making fun of me. Luke, I said, I'm so dumb. You know what I should have done? If you know what, can we rechange the bet? If England wins, <laughs> can like you please wear regular shorts? <laughs> I'd much rather do that. Like, so I'm not, I'm not leaving the house at the moment, so that'd be fine. No, but like, you'd have to post a picture on Twitter. Dylan says here, dude is wearing wrinkled ass capri pants trying to tell us how to wear shorts. I don't even know what capri pants are, but apparently I'm wearing them because I had about 25 different people tell me that's what they are. Yeah, capri pants. Yeah, they're like, they're longer, but I think capri pants, well, for women, yeah, they're longer. Okay, yeah, yeah, they're longer. I'm confusing them with cargo pants because cargo pants have all the pockets, but the capri pants, they're longer, but they don't necessarily have all the pockets. From my yeah, these have got these have got pockets on them. These are three quarter length cargos, and I love them to bits. My wife hates these shorts. Oh my they, god! Dude, I bought them for like five quid on eBay. I would burn them only 
because it's the I, I don't think they'd burn i honestly think the the fire would just bounce around it because the material does not feel like real material i'm probably getting all sorts of rashes from this thing because i bought them so cheap off ebay because i could not find a shop that would sell shorts this long no you need to buy it can you just like try maybe getting used to wearing regular shorts do people look so. at you out on the streets when you wear those shorts? I, I would feel that they are. I would feel that they are judging me because I'm wearing awfully short shorts. <laughs> no, with your regular shorts that you have now. Those are short shorts. Those are short. They're not I, shorts. Those are pants without the ankles. <laughs> oh, you're talking about these shorts. Like, yeah, these the shorts. People posted. in like. Yeah, they, okay, yeah, my regular shorts. No one really, like, no one said anything to me in the streets. No one is, like, my wife hates them. Um, and that's because they're super baggy as well. And she has to look at you every day. So you should mm -hmm. cross them for her. <laughs> you got to do it, Luke. That's it. I you got to show the knees. Some people agreed with me. These are facts. Luke, uh, Those are weirdos. Whoever agreed on. with you are weirdos. <laughs> Even John Cena wouldn't wear these. And he wore pants for Ellen. 2008 was a wild year. Sean said, those aren't shorts, they're longs. Got yeah. to block people on principle. Come on, guys. Somebody was making fun of you for not ironing your shorts. Oh, you know, well, I was like, wow, people are going all out here. Yeah, I had a few people say that those are wrinkled, they need an iron. I don't own an iron. I don't believe in ironing clothes. <laughs> I, I, I have a real stance against this. I don't iron any clothes because the, the second you put them on, you get wrinkled again. So what was Luke, the point? Doesn't it suck when you show something on Twitter that... <laughs> so normal about yourself and everybody criticizes you doesn't it suck luke yeah, denise sometimes you're right it is hard being a straight white male in this world sometimes <laughs> i post things online and i get all sorts of abuse for it <laughs> exactly it is not fun i mean i think that my uh short wearing tweet is as uncontroversial as you saying the whole ranch on pizza thing i've no idea why it's still people still bring it up now because like oh yeah people got very obsessed with that like I very know. very obsessed with it well, like i even yeah. stopped posting about it but everybody brings it up and i'm like all right well what can i do <laughs> like i listen to fightful like the, the the raw review every week someone's like denise likes ranch on pizza right I'm and i don't even say anything <laughs> I don't even, it's the same thing with Taylor Swift. Like I wouldn't even bring her up and people bring her up and I'm like, that's on you guys. Like I ain't even bringing her up. But You're people, wearing a Taylor Swift t-shirt right now. Oh yeah, yeah. But that's not me bringing <laughs> her up. I, th th so much of my clothes is Taylor Swift. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> it's either I wear Taylor Swift merch or <laughs> the contrary. Oh, today. oh wait, okay. Besides. You can't even tell it's a Taylor Swift shirt. It just says, I could tell. No, you can't. It just says Ilo. <laughs> My hair is blocking the letter, so it looks like it says Ilo. Denise, I didn't know you were wearing like I could just work out that you're wearing a Taylor Swift vest. Like <laughs> how could you tell? You can't I saw, tell. I saw Alor and I was like, I bet you that's a Taylor Swift thing. <laughs> you haven't even have you seen my wall, by the way? Wait, oh sorry. I haven't seen one. I don't know how much I can turn. Oh, this is. Oh, what a lovely well, little picture you have. I can't turn it so much. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's getting There's there. More Taylor. There's more Taylor. Yeah, I have that to organize like the magazines Taylor. and stuff. That looks like a Taylor Swift like Polaroid collage. Yeah, it's all the albums. I got to organize it and I got to add more pictures, but I just haven't had time. I barely had time to do this behind me. So it's like just so much going on. Which is impressive because it's a really nice background. Thank you. Um, what have you got planned for the weekend? 
Um, so I have actually Saturday, I'm celebrating my seven year host anniversary. I've officially been an, a uh, host for seven years now. And so awesome. that's going to be on Saturday. I'm very, I'm very, very excited. It's been a long ride. So I'm just like, wow, I made it this far. And like, there are so many people like in the beginning that doubted me and I was so green in the beginning and I saw so many people come and go and it was just, it was, it's been a lot, a lot has happened in the last seven years. And then also Sunday, I'm celebrating my sister's birthday, um, even though it's not her birthday till the following week, but we're celebrating on Sunday. So, oh, and then sa- Saturday is my twin brothers, my twin brothers actual birthday. So I have a bunch going on this weekend. <laughs> Yeah, you do have a lot on. Yeah, and it's like you got SmackDown tonight. Oh like yeah, that's of, like, true. Yeah, it's too much on. You? Uh, I'm going to my brother's. Like, uh, we're going to finish this show. I've got to do the edits of it and all the back end stuff. And then me and my wife are hitting the road because we got to drive for like two and a bit hours to get to my brother's. And okay. we're just going to we're going to play board games, go to the beach, and watch the football on Sunday. Go London. <laughs> go London. <laughs> That is so bad. It's so bad. I could just imagine how much like like people are gonna be like saying about me because of that. I had so you, uh, everyone's just had the EC3 moment, uh, the EC3 interview. I had a moment when he came on and said, "I'm here to promote Final Battle." I was like, "Oh no! I've been saying best in the world this whole time. I keep talking about best in the world. All the tweets have been around like best in the world. Have I been promoting the wrong Ring of Honor show?" And then he paused and was like. No, wait, it's best in the world. Final You're battle like, was the other Oh, thank God. I was like, oh my God, thank God for that. I wonder if you go back and watch it, you can probably see this panicked look in my eye. Where I was no, like, I didn't Uh-oh. catch that from you. I think the only thing is like, I can't tell when like you are going to ask a question or I should jump in and ask a question. So I kind of like pause and look at you and I'm like, does Luke have anything to say? Okay, I'll jump in. Okay, no, I won't jump in. I'm like, Ugh. I try yeah. to read your face. Yeah, I mean, last time, cause we, when we did the Maria interview, uh, we kind of like you. I would do a question, then you did a question, then I did a question, you did a question, and you instantly jumped into that mold. And I kept almost talking over you because I, I didn't read. See, that. and this like, time I held back. <laughs> yeah, and so I, so I thought, okay, once I finish my question, I will hold off because Denise will dive <laughs> okay, in. See, and this time I was like, okay, last time Luke had a format, <laughs> and I kept jumping in. So this time I'm not going to jump in as much, and I'm going to let him do his thing. And you know, if I see fit, I'll jump in. So we're we're on the same page. <laughs> oh, I mean, I think there was like a moment of silence too, where I was like, was. "No one is saying anything." Oh, I know, I know. Oh, Denise, uh, that's totally on me. I should have messaged you beforehand and be like, we "Here's need to a talk good about this stuff. <laughs> we really need to discuss our plan of action." Because I looked at you and I was like, "Is he gonna say anything, or should oh, I, I say something?" I'm sweating so much just thinking about it. But that's um, so funny. Oh my god, <laughs> that wasn't our finest moment, Luke. It was not. It was not our finest moment, but still, go and watch the Ring of Honor show this weekend. Thank you so much to EC3 for coming onto the show. Um, right, Denise, we'll I'm going to let you go and back the- after that. <laughs> it's all right. He had the biggest boo boo of them all. He promoted the wrong show. <laughs> well, you and I, we were like, who's going to talk next? <laughs> okay. Anyway, right. I'm going to let you go and enjoy your Friday. Have a nice weekend, everyone. Uh, we will see you all next week. It's a big old week because it's money in the bank, jam in the jar. We've got a lot coming up here on the Rest Talk uh, podcast. So please do subscribe, uh, follow wherever you are, leave a review and all that good stuff. Thank you all so much for listening. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Rest Talk, Rest Talk,
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.